Hello beloved soul and welcome to the Spiritual Support Crew, the podcast dedicated to supporting all lightworkers, starseeds, psychics, healers and all helper souls incarnated on earth in these interesting times. I'm your host Helen Crosby and today I want to talk about something that I'm describing as the Great Separation. Now, it might surprise you to hear me say that, given that I frequently talk about oneness, how we're all interconnected and ultimately one. But bear with me on this, because this is an important theme I think we're all going to see emerging more and more moving forwards. As we move into the energy of the new Aquarian age, we're definitely going to notice things starting to become very different. I think perhaps one of the most noticeable ways we're going to see this is the way people behave towards each other when it comes to money and business. If you've been following my work for any length of time, you will already be aware that I've been talking about something I call the empathy economy, which is my interpretation of how business and commerce will evolve into a more enlightened, genuinely heart-centred and human-centric system although perhaps less of a system than just a natural way that people will be drawn to interact with each other. In my opinion, this will be a way of exchanging goods and services, bartering or helping one another that comes from a real sense of common good and freedom. And no, that is absolutely not a reference to communism or any of the political systems we've been suffering under for centuries. This is a completely new way to do things a way that will grow from our spiritual and emotional maturity, from kindness, compassion, awareness of our spiritual interconnectedness and a genuine desire to make our communities a better place. The empathy economy will come from the heart of the individual, not from some president or leader who thinks they have the right to force others to comply with their vision or their rules. In the words of the late Dr Wayne Dyer, who spent many years understanding and interpreting the teachings of the ancient spiritual text, the Tao Te Ching, if you need rules to be kind and just, if you only act virtuous, then that virtue is absent. The energy of the new age is one that demands complete personal responsibility, along with emotional and spiritual maturity. That means, at least in part, that we can no longer hide behind the banner of corporations or other faceless entities, following unfair or inhuman rules while we participate in taking the common man for everything he's got. The big banks and corporations in particular, which by anyone's yardstick act in uncaring and perhaps even psychopathic ways, will no longer have a place in this new age. As a result, we will see them start to change and perhaps disappear altogether at some point. At a lower level, it's noticeable that some sectors have already changed, particularly in the past 20 years. In my opinion, this change didn't come about because the people at the top truly cared about their customers, but more out of fear of losing market share and therefore wanting to give some small concession in order to appear caring. Now, speaking as someone who spent the lion's share of my career in the financial services sector, this is something that I've witnessed firsthand. The sector has definitely changed for the better in some ways, 
but mostly on the surface, not deep down at the core level. During my time in financial services, I went through a lot of training. Seriously, an insane amount of training. Some of which wasn't even particularly helpful or logical, but you had to do it. One of the things we were required to learn about was industry regulations and the regulatory body. There was much finger-wagging about how we had to take personal responsibility not to breach any of those important rules. But one thing that struck me, even back then, was how the rules were worded. A big part of the regulator's role was to maintain the public's confidence in the financial system. But there was very little mention about what was actually best for people, or what was genuinely in each human being's best interests. And I found that curious. Now, this wording about maintaining public confidence might seem all well and good, and quite innocent or perhaps sensible sounding at first, but what does it actually mean when you drill down to it? Well, it's about reputation, not genuinely doing good, it's all surface level. To put this into perspective, a con artist or somebody running a pyramid scheme is also somebody who needs to maintain their victim's confidence. That does not mean that they have good intentions, it just means they want to appear as though they do. And that's actually rather chilling when you think about it. Now I appreciate that that might seem like an extreme example, but I think it makes my point quite nicely. Because at the end of the day, corporations exist to make profits, and it's naive to think otherwise. They do not exist for the public good, no matter how much virtue signalling they try to do. If you need to try to signal to others that you are virtuous, you probably aren't. And that is something that needs to change, and will change as we move ever more into the new energy of the Aquarian Age. But first we need to get through the sticky bit in the middle. And yes, that's the part we find ourselves in at the moment. Not quite in one age or energetic soup, but not totally in the other one yet either. At this point in time, humanity is undergoing some huge energetic and spiritual changes. But we're doing it all at our own pace and on our soul's individual timescale. You may have noticed that you no longer agree with the opinions or actions of certain family members, friends, colleagues, acquaintances, and you may even find yourself severing ties with certain people because they just aren't on your energetic wavelength anymore. I think this is becoming more noticeable as time goes on, and there is a separating or parting of ways happening. This phenomenon is what I'm referring to as the Great Separation. The way my guides have shown it to me is that there is a group of souls who are the forerunners of the new age. The ones who are, for want of a better word, evolving faster and moving into the new energy and embracing all that it brings. Freedom, self-expression and originality of thought. The other group, which is formed of the majority of people, is starting to lag behind. The energy in the second, larger group is stagnant, and some are even pulling in the opposite direction, trying to force a backward step into feudalism, repression, anger or fear. As a re result, the gap between the two groups is going to get bigger, at least for a time. This resistance to the new energy isn't actually sustainable, 
and a time will come when all souls will be ready to move forwards. But it's important to accept that that may not happen in our lifetime. Like an elastic band, the two groups will pull against each other until something has to give and one side snaps back to the other. Spoiler alert, the slower souls are destined to catch up. I just want to take a moment to clarify that the reason I'm explaining this isn't so that you can puff yourself up or judge others for being right or wrong. Ego will have less and less place in the new energy, and as we grow on a spiritual level, we will become more masterful of that aspect of our minds and more able to keep its unhelpful and self-serving reactions in check. What's more, the wisdom of the higher realms teaches us that we are all one and that we are just aspects of the divine presence having a human experience. From that standpoint, there is no such thing as right or wrong, only experience. On a more earthly level, however, it is notable that certain dark powers are actively trying to hold us back from our great awakening. They do so out of fear, because these are beings or souls that are vibrating at a lower rate, who actually prefer the old energy, and fear they will lose their grip on power if they are forced to come into the new energy with us. As a result, a concerted effort is being made to force us to comply with a new digital prison system and having dark magic potions injected into our bodies under the guise of helping to keep us safe or having our livelihoods destroyed to save the planet or some other noble-sounding cause to coerce us to follow their plan. They know perfectly well that we have free will and that they cannot force us, so we are actually in far less danger than you might think. The only reason I want to share this with you is to give you some insight and to help bring some understanding to the entire situation and some compassion too. It's very easy to take what you consider to be the moral high ground and then start judging and berating others, shouting at them to wake up or expressing your disdain for those who haven't reached the same level of understanding you have. That's not an enlightened way to be. In fact, it shows that you are still being very much influenced by the old energy and have fallen into an ego mind trap that is holding your energy back. You're stuck in I'm right and you're wrong, which is one of the very patterns we need to outgrow. The truth is that when it comes to spiritual growth, emotional growth or even physical growth for that matter, we get there when we get there. Just because you consider yourself more enlightened or better informed than the next person does not mean that you should mock, condemn or criticise them to flatter your own ego. Nor is it your job to convince them that certain spiritual truths are correct or false. You can be truthful and give others your opinion and provide evidence, but it's not your place to force them to agree with you. Each one of us is on a unique soul journey and our responsibility is to ourselves and to our path. I feel that this tendency to bicker and tell others they're wrong or stupid is one of the greatest factors actually holding us back right now. After all, what you resist persists, and what you focus on expands. The more we focus our energy and attention on arguing, on frustration, on anger and judgement, the more the universe will give us reasons to argue, to feel frustrated, angry or judgmental. That's how this works. 
If we want to move into a more compassionate era for humanity sooner, we must embody the values and consciousness that we want to help spread, not hit other people over the head with them. Do as I say, not as I do, just won't wash anymore, as many world leaders and self-appointed philanthropists are about to find out. I actually learned this lesson a few years ago when I decided I wanted to go vegan. Soon after making the lifestyle changes to go fully vegan, which I chose to do because it felt right for me, I realised that many vegans, especially the new ones, were very angry. There was a period of anger that many went through, including myself, and some just never outgrew, as they realised that they'd been doing something or participating in systems of animal agriculture and exploitation that they now considered to be harmful, cruel and wholly unacceptable. I imagine they felt angry, ashamed or misled, and I went through many of those feelings myself. The problem was that many of them projected those uncomfortable feelings as anger and outrage toward other people who didn't yet understand or agree with their point of view, calling them stupid, cruel, or saying stupid things like, I just don't understand how people can hurt animals for food, when in fact they had been doing just that up until very recently themselves. It seems to me that this lack of compassion towards others could be a way of hiding or covering up the guilt those vegans felt for their past actions. If nothing else, it certainly demonstrates a lack of compassion or empathy for other non-vegans and can lead to some ugly behaviours. Ironic for a movement that supposedly promotes compassion. Now, I draw this parallel not to bash vegans, because I am still vegan myself but to draw attention to how easy it is to fall into unhelpful patterns of thinking and acting when our egos think we have the moral high ground. It's something that you also witness in the spiritual or holistic community, among others, and it's just as unhelpful in that setting as any other. Hiding behind the banner of compassion or kindness does not make you compassionate or kind. You must live and embody those values fully. And this is another reason why it's really counterproductive right now to spend time moaning about people who don't agree with your opinions or berating and insulting other people by comparing them to sheep or some other derogatory term. It doesn't help to move us forwards. And if, if anything, it keeps us stuck in the old energy and the old paradigm we are actively trying to escape from. The way forwards is to keep moving forwards, to take a breath and move into a place of compassion, empathy or kindness as frequently as you can muster, to demonstrate non-violence and genuine kindness towards each other, to be helpful and encouraging of other people even if they're not able or willing to show you the same courtesy or respect. There are many souls suffering horribly on earth right now. And our job should be to help them by bringing more kindness and love to the world, not more anger and discord. As the saying goes, you can be right or you can be kind. And right now we're on a precipice where we can either manifest more reasons to feel we are right and everyone else is wrong and slow down humanity's progress even further, or we can work to manifest a more loving and kind world to live in. The choice is ultimately yours. 
but I know what I'm choosing. 